Welcome to the weekly message from Rama Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rama.org.au forward slash media. And get into this wonderful Word of God today and we've gotten into quite a bit of good things already, the worship and everything that everyone set up here today. And we'll just get into a little bit more. Father, thank you so much for your word. We thank you as we look into it today. Uh, Lord, we, we thank you that you open it up to us. For, thank you for making it easy, Father. Understanding, uh, coming to everybody, uh, opening up their hearts, and that they can understand this really well. In Jesus' name, amen. We're starting a new series today. It'll only be three weeks because uh, then after that we have our Christmas service. And then we're wrapping up the year. The next Sunday is the last Sunday in the year. So in this series, it's called Planted. And we're going to look at three things in this series. I think something happened with that uh, graphic there, huh? It, got, uh, it grew on us. Um, see, increase. I said increase too many times. And the graphic increased. There, it's back to normal again. Okay, you stay the same, and we'll increase. So in this uh, series, we're going to talk about our planting in Christ, our planting in the church, and our planting together. And next weekend, I'll be in New Zealand. There's like a 30 or 40 year church anniversary that I was invited to speak at over in Fungaray, or Wangaray, however you say that. And you can say it both ways if you don't know about that. Um, There's the the Maori way and then the more different way. But I think the Maori say Fungaray. You know, so I learned it that way. So I'll be there at like something like a 30 or 40 year church anniversary. But it'll be great here because Patsy's going to be sharing uh, next week. So bring somebody and come. So we're going to look at three different things. And here's our scripture. Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 3. It says, To console those who mourn in Zion to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that He may be glorified. And notice there that where it says the planting of the Lord. So that's really what kind of inspired. I was just meditating and reading on this scripture a while back, and it just came into my heart to talk a little bit about the planting of the Lord. Uh, and He's planted us He's planted us in Him. He plants us in a church, and He plants us together. And that's how this series came about. So basically what He's telling the the Israelites, the Jews, He's saying, I'm getting ready to do a major upgrade with you. The world has fallen. Everyone has fallen into sin, and, uh, and you're separated from Me, but I'm going to do something to change that. That's what He's telling the Jewish people. And, you know, it's kind of like these iPads uh, if I don't get on this for like a week and then I open it up, it's like you get that little circle where they, and it's like 17 different applications need to be upgraded, you know, and I think, man, man, they'd like to do a lot of upgrades on these things, you know, but like God only needed to do one upgrade. The world fell into sin. God knew that was going to happen. He wasn't taken by surprise, and he had a plan of salvation. And with that plan of salvation, he says now that we are the planting of the Lord. So we're looking into that today. And like what we like to do here quite often, before we get into what uh, a couple things we want to say, we want to lay a little bit of a foundation. Okay, so here is something that is really important to look at in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 15, because Planting has to do with roots, and here's one place we don't want roots to grow, 
Uh, it says, look after each other so that no one, none of you fails to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. So there are roots that go into him, but then there can be roots that go into the wrong thing. And notice there that it calls, it says that it's poisonous. It, there can be a poisonous root of bitterness. And that poisonous root of bitterness can destroy the joy of the Lord. You know, the first scripture, what it talked about those that mourn in Zion, that he's going to give them beauty for ashes. Then it says the oil of joy for, for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So you have heaviness, you have mourning and all those things. And God had a plan to get rid of that. But here's what we really need to know, that if we don't let our roots grow into him, they'll end up growing somewhere else and and this poisonous root of bitterness it will actually rob and steal us of the joy of salvation and and there is a joy that comes with salvation it is a lasting joy a deep joy a joy that no one can still like you know there used to be that song they sang that you know and i don't remember it because you know how us, some of us are that we can't remember that you know the world didn't give it to me and the world can't take it away what's that song the world this joy how does it go this joy that i have the world didn't give it to me and the world can't take it away okay that's the song and you know <laughs> it's a joy it's so deep and so wonderful and so complete and we have to realize that we can actually lose that joy if we let our roots grow into the wrong thing. So it's really simple to get rid of that. Uh, and if you notice, it, it does two things. It says it'll trouble you, number one. And then number two, it, it says it will corrupt many. So when we allow uh, this, these roots to grow into bitterness, number one, it troubles us. It's not good for us. The doctors even say you know those kind of things can cause health problems and they're correct about that then number two it said it'll, it'll corrupt many it spreads so what i like to do uh, i like to do like a cleaning of the slate with my life so we were walking in the koala park the other day and i just in front of patsy you know sometimes i do a lot most of the time i pray alone but this time i just did it while we were walking at the koala park early one, last week one morning and i just kind of cleaned the slate what do I mean by clean the slate? It's like, just or clear the table, another way to say it. And I was just talking to the Lord, and, and I, exam, I examine myself. The Bible says examine yourself. It said, Father, if there's anybody on the earth that I have anything against, that I have any bad to feelings toward, Lord, I, I'm, I, I'm right now I'm bringing it to you. And there was one person challenging me, and I brought it to the Lord. And I said, I'm going to let go of this. I let it go. I will and I forgive that person it's finished and I won't think about it again and I clean the slate and so I can lay my head down on my pillow at night and I know there isn't one person that's breathing on the earth that I have anything against that's what I call cleaning the slate clearing the table whatever you want to call it and it's really good to do that because if you don't do that it will rob you of the wonderful joy that's in salvation so that's the first thing we want to just to lay a foundation. That's the wrong kind of root to let to grow down into, uh, to let your roots grow into. And then also, before we look into it, go back to that scripture one more time and notice this. <clears throat> it says, He is calling to them trees of righteousness. 
And I thought it was really amazing how this whole thing about salvation, he calls us trees of righteousness. Now here's something really important as we get into this today, more foundational things. We're already trees of righteousness when we get saved. And here's a few things that we shouldn't be confused about. Number one is our position in Christ. Okay, our position in Christ, uh, we don't grow into becoming a Christian. That's not, you don't grow into that. The new birth is an instantaneous miracle. As soon as you say, Jesus, I confess you as Lord, uh, you're welcome. In my, instantaneously, we're born again. It's a miracle. It, doesn't, it isn't something we grow into. So the moment we put trust or faith in Christ, we're placed into the body of Christ. And here's two scriptures. That's not my opinion. That's the Bible. Here's two scriptures. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, and I, I have this, I put it in capital letters, I underline it, and I made it bold. He is. He is a new creation. You, you're, you're not growing into that, but as soon as you get born again and you're planted in Him, you are that it is it's done and then colossians 2 10 it says and you are complete in him and so everything that we teach everything that we preach uh, the way that we think everything about us it's it's from the finished work of christ so we're not desperate we're not frustrated we're not trying to get something that we already have but we just we we're peaceful the kingdom of heaven is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. We're, uh, when Paul wrote to the Corinthian church, he says, you come behind in no good gift. And then we see in other places in the Scripture, we're complete in Him. We have everything in us in Christ Jesus. So, uh, so we're, we're not desperate. We're not, you know, here's another thought that just came to me in, in the New Testament where Jesus was talking to people that were not Christians yet, and he said, whoever thirsts and hungers after righteousness will be filled. And I thought about that, you know, ever since I confessed Jesus is my Lord, I, was, I no longer am thirsting and hungry for righteousness because I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Now, the thing is, I, I still hunger for God, and I still want God. That won't go away, but He made us the righteousness of God in Christ. And for us Christians, it's more about like walking in what we already have and what we have on the inside, getting it on the outside. Because he satisfies us. I'm satisfied in Christ. Doesn't mean that I don't want to keep going after God, but man, as soon as I got born again, it was like, oh. And then, and then, then here's another thing too. I said there's two things. Uh, and a parent, like parents sometimes do this because they don't know the Bible. My parents may have done this. I don't remember this. But if a parent tells a child, well, uh, if you do what I want, I'll love you. And that might be a way to motivate a child to do something. But here's the thing about God would never say that. And here's why. Because God's love toward us, Romans chapter 5, God loved us when we weren't doing anything. And as a matter of fact, the whole world was doing wrong and God still loved us. So we, we want to get this right, our position in Christ and also concerning the love of God toward us. He loved us when we were sinners. And so there's no level, there are no levels of love with God. 
He loves all people equally, and we cannot gain more of God's love. It's important to know those things, and they're kind of like a foundation before we look at a few things today. And so we want to get going out and look at it. So here's what we want to see today is this, planted in Christ. Here's two verses here. Therefore, just as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, continue to live your lives in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and firm in your faith, just as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. Wonderful scriptures. Now, if you're into sports, and, I, and I'm not into all sports, and I don't understand all the rules for every sport, I do happen to understand one sport that I really spend a lot of time with, and with that sport, there's, le- there's 11 guys on offense and 11 guys on defense, you know, and they all have a part to play. So like my team, a while back, they started off winning, and they won so many games in a row, and then they lost so many games in a row. And so the coach told them, he said, we're not losing because we need to do some kind of trick play and learn new plays and, and trick the other team so we can score some points. We began to lose because we went away from the basics. And if we're going to win again, we've got to go this week in practice. We're going to act like we're going back to training camp, and we're going to practice the basics. And the basics for that sport is tackling. You know, you... you you tackle whoever has the ball and if you have the ball you block so you block or you tackle that's some of the basics with that game so the coach goes we got to get back to blocking and we got to get back to tackling and we'll do that so they did that and the next week they won their game so they didn't put a trick play in there and a lot of times with christians if if things aren't going right for a christian and it seems difficult a christian think well i need something spectacular or i need to go look for this and i need to go look for that and probably the lord would say go back to the basics so notice that what it says therefore just as you have received christ jesus the lord continue to live your lives in him so i examined myself how did i receive jesus i was just going along in life and i was you know a shallow empty life that i had before i knew jesus and uh somebody told me that you must be born again and for me what i grew up in i thought well is that a cult like born again what is this born again you know as a matter of fact um with that uh arnold schwarzenegger there was a guy named dennis tinarino and Dennis Tenorino's with the Lord now, but he was a, 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 a champion bodybuilder that won a title, and he got born again and became a minister, and then he was friends with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he went to talk to Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he told him, I'm born again, and Arnold goes, what is this born again stuff? Whatever. That wasn't very good, Arnold. And, uh, and, and you know, and that's the way I felt when I heard about, born, I said, what is this born again stuff? Is this a cult? That's what I thought. But then they explained it to me that Jesus died. He became sin. He went to hell. God raised him from the dead. And now if you can believe that and confess Jesus with your mouth and believe he's Lord and believe that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. So I heard something. I believed it. And then I responded by saying or confessing. As you have received Christ Jesus, the Lord so walk in, in him. So Christianity is about hearing because when you hear faith comes, then it's about believing, and then it's about doing something, releasing or acting it. So the way he says, if you want to go back to the basics, go back to hearing where you can have faith come, and then go back to confessing or saying or doing. So that's Christianity. That's how we walk in him. 
you continue to hear you continue to believe and you continue to say that's the way that we walk in Christianity that's the basics so as you have received him that's how you walk in him and then it says rooted and built up in him so the the whole thing about roots just real quickly your roots we talked about don't let them go go down into bitterness but then also we don't want to let our roots even go down into uh, the problem you know that's the saying like a mole hill can become a mountain or an anthill can become a mountain uh, whatever we feed on and whatever we talk about that gets to be the biggest thing in our life so when it talks about roots growing and going down the more you talk about even a person a social relationship somebody that does wrong to you and you just talk about that that person becomes huge the problem becomes huge uh, and it gets bigger but just think about it you know talk about Jesus talk about his word that's what gets big in your life so our roots aren't to go into a problem then our roots aren't to go into people and here's what I mean by that first Corinthians 3 and verse 4 it says for when one says I follow uh, Paul and another I follow Apollos are you not mere men just a normal not a spiritual person but normal guy but and we want to be spiritual then it says so neither he who plants nor he who waters is, is anything but only God who makes things grow so we believe in honor around here I believe that ministers should be honored pastors should be honored but on the other side of that coin because there's different ways up the mountain there's another side up to look but on the other side of that coin only God gives the increase so I'm giving out the word today but really I'm nothing I'm nobody according to that because God gives the increase so I'm a vessel today that has the honor of bringing out God's word but your roots can't grow into me I shouldn't be on a pedestal and your roots aren't growing into me but it's God we're planted in him we're planted in Jesus and that's where the roots grow so so there's that balance between honoring a minister but between also knowing that you don't put the minister on a pedestal and your roots aren't growing into a person they're growing into him and then one other place that uh, we don't uh, it doesn't really bring growth and it really doesn't get us more established and that's even in manifestations Look, uh, mark chapter 16 and verse 20 it says and they having gone forth did preach everywhere the Lord working with and confirming the word through the signs following amen and so that uh, scripture when I first got saved the first church that I went to uh, my first pastor's 90 something years old now he, uh, he lives in California I'm still I'm friends with him on Facebook and he looks like he's in good health at 90 something years old and he made this statement when I first start going to that church and he said uh, he said this they went and preached the word and the Lord worked with the word the Lord working with what's the Lord work with he works with his word uh, and people preach the word but he works with his word okay and because if somebody preaches something different than his word he's not working with that person and he can't work he can only confirm his word but then notice that it says through the signs following so the signs follow in other words so this my, my pastor the first pastor I had he said don't go chasing after signs but stay with the word the signs follow the word and so that brings and I thought wow that that way back when I first got saved 
that brought some stability in the way that I thought. And Because we're talking about even being planted. Uh, sometimes Christians run around looking here and there thinking I'm going to miss something. I've got I to go. And the Lord says, you know, rest. Get planted. Stay in the Word. That's what the Lord would, would say, okay? So then let's just look at these two Scriptures and, and we'll start. We just have five things that we're going to say quickly today. I got this in in the first service, so... When I say five, don't get too concerned. So um, Colossians 2.7, two translations here, it says rooted and built up in him. And then this translation, the other one, New, New Living Translation says, let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. And I like that, our roots growing down into him and our lives being built on him. I like that. So here's five things about roots, okay? The first one is the purpose of roots. So in agriculture, there's a few things that roots do in agriculture, but one of the things that roots do is they anchor and support plants, and then secondly, they absorb water and minerals. minerals. So we could take that and do a parallel into Christianity, and we could say the purpose of roots in Christianity is they will anchor and support us. When you get rooted in Him, you get anchored. You're not tossed to and fro, as the Bible says, with every wind of doctrine. And there's winds of doctrine out there. But when you get planted and your roots grow deep into Him, you're not going to get tossed to and fro with weird, strange doctrines or anything like that. And then secondly, the roots, you know, they absorb or take the nutrition from the Word and the Spirit of God. So that is uh, the first thing we want to say is the purpose of roots is for that. Then secondly, when to let your roots grow down. And here's the scriptures, 1 Peter 2, 2, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. And I was thinking about that, like that suggests, it's a suggestion, maybe stronger than a suggestion, it says as newborn babes desire the milk of the word. In other words, you can actually desire something else. When somebody becomes a Christian, if they're not helped immediately, they may desire the wrong thing. So this is giving instruction, saying, newborn Christians, what you want to do quickly is desire the pure milk of the Word. Here's what we want to see here, even. It's the pure milk of the Word that brings growth. It's the Word of God that causes growth, and doing the Word, of course, and we'll look at that a little bit later. So if there's anything we're urgent about is, is people, and, and there's people sitting here today, you've been saved longer than me. It's been about 37 years that I've known Jesus, and I'm so w- wonderfully happy about the 37 years I, I've known Jesus, but I'm sure there's people in here that's been saved longer than me and known Jesus longer. And you, you know, for all of us that have been around for a while, I think you can agree with me that the best thing we can do if anybody gets saved how can we get them the milk of the word as quickly as possible because they'll grow and they'll get established and that's one thing we can do and then uh, the next thing we want to see number three see how fast i'm going through these five things number three is the benefits of roots the benefits of roots so look at mark chapter 4 and verse 17 it says but since they don't have deep roots they don't last long they fall away as soon as they have problems and are persecuted for believing God's word. So notice there are the benefits of roots. When, when your roots grow deep into him, when somebody uh, does something, 
that would normally be offensive, uh, you're not going to fall away. You're not going to get shaken. So deep roots into Him brings stability. That's the benefits of roots. And here's, here's the thing. The Bible says that we're persecuted for the Word's sake. And we, we, you, know, you ever go to church and, and the pastor might say if you teach on walking and love and of all Sundays, why is that? When you get back in your car, husband and wife, you get into a major fight right after the, a message was preached on walking and love. Well, because somehow... You know, and if you and I believe there's a devil. I mean, you know, some Christians stopped believing there was a devil. I haven't stopped believing that. The Bible says there's a devil, so he exists, and I believe what the Bible says. The devil wants to steal. He wants to steal the word. As soon as you hear something, he wants to rob that truth of you. So you hear something about walking in love. Be it, be attentive. Something's probably going to happen where you're going to you're going to not want to walk in love, and you're going to possibly get in an argument right after you hear that. Don't yield to it, but it'll, it'll try to come. Somebody hears uh, that Jesus is the healer and he, he heals sickness and disease, and after that, sickness tries to come on him. That happened with me. I, I grew up denominational. I never knew that God was a healer. I mean, what we heard about God is he did bad things, and you know, you never knew what God was going to do. He's happy one day, mad the next day. You never know. Uh, you know, there could be a tornado that comes. The tornado's an act of God. A cyclone is an act of God. You know, everything's, everything bad is an act of God. That's kind of how I grew up. And then I, I got a hold of a book, and this book uh, was about right and wrong thinking. And it was about everything right about God. And I had a lot of wrong thinking. And this book said that by the stripes of Jesus, we can be healed. And it was God's will for all of us to be healed. This was in July in Ohio that I got a hold of this book. Now, it's very, very unusual in Ohio in the month of July, the middle of the summer, to have a flu. Very unusual. I read that truth and I took it out to the garage. My brother was in the garage, and his name is Joe. And I said, Joe, you need to read this book. I mean, this book is amazing. I can't believe how good God is. Read that book. And my brother did a self-righteous thing. He goes, I only read the Bible. And I said, but this book explains the Bible. Read. And he read it. I walked back in the house, and in the middle of July, the bones in my body started to ache, and I started to feel hot with a fever. And because I didn't understand my mouth and my heart and everything whatever you believe and say you can have i walked back to the garage and i opened the door my brother was cleaning the garage an unusual moment for my brother to do some work <laughs> he he's not here to defend himself <laughs> i used to have to do all the work around the house and anyway oh I, thank you thank you uh anyway an unusual moment is he's cleaning the garage and i opened the door and i said i know i just told you that book um, said that we're healed, but I got the flu, and I said, I'm not going to be able to go to church, Mark, Can you tell everybody to pray for me? That was, that's, that was the extent of my understanding, and, I, and, I, and I, it's almost like the devil immediately came, and it was the most weird thing to have the flu in July, and I almost thought, maybe that's not true, and you cannot let those kind of things make you doubt God. Even uh, as we heard the offering received today, and sometimes you keep tithing, and you keep tithing, and then you think, you know, where, where's the blessing going to be? And you know, you have, you're tempted to stop tithing and giving finances. But you know, if you just stay and keep doing it, keep believing, and keep saying what God says, the breakthrough comes. 
and well, we have a, t- a couple recent testimonies that we're, I think we should put them on video where some, some people have had that very thing happen. I think I'll stop tithing, and they had their breakthrough. And we, you may hear about that soon. Okay, then number four, um, <clears throat> what the roots grow into. Okay, so like these roots that we're talking about, what do they grow into? And here's what they grow into, like they should grow into our true identity. These roots that we're talking about. Some people have an identity crisis. I had an identity crisis growing up. So when you don't really know who you are, you'll find somebody else that's attractive, make them your hero, and then you want to be like them. So I think my first one was Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, because I, I, I saw, I want to see pumping iron. You know, and Arnold Schwarzenegger, he became my hero, man. I wanted to be a bodybuilder. And, you know, it was so serious. My brother and I, we, we opened a business, and we started to train bodybuilders. We had a gymnasium, and we, that was how serious when I, I saw Arnold Schwarzenegger. He became my hero, you know, pumping iron. And, you know, you, you see that movie, and his mother calls him up and says, Arnold, your father died. He's in America training, his, and his mother's in Austria. She said, Arnold, your father died. And he goes, well... He's already dead, Mom. I'm not coming home. I have to train. I have a, you know, I, I'm training. It's too late now. I'm not coming for the funeral. You know, and that's how focused he was. That he wouldn't even go home for his father's funeral. He was so focused to get ready to win. And he won six Mr. Olympias in a row, you know. So, um, he was my first hero. Then I went to see a movie called Rocky... And man, then Rocky became a hero. Adrian, <laughs> let's go to the zoo. I'm going to take you to the zoo, Adrian. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. He was in this other movie, and this, he was fighting these, this terrorist group, and this one guy goes, we're the new world. And he goes, you're a disease. <laughs> and I'm the cure. But, um, <laughs> so he was my, and then, then I went to see Saturday Night Fever, John Travolta, my next hero. Now, I don't know how two of them were Italian and one of them was German, but those, those were my heroes growing up. You know, and if you don't know who you are, you have this identity crisis, and it's not till you find out who you are in Christ that you end your identity crisis. So I kind of went to a Bible study to rescue my brother because I thought he got into a cult, and that's where I got rescued. I heard about Jesus, and I heard about you must be born again. And I confessed Jesus as Lord, and he came into my heart, and everything turned around from that point. And I, my identity crisis, the beginning, it, that was the beginning of the end. And as I've been in the body of Christ now, looking into what the Bible says about me, so we're talking about what do you let the roots grow into? And I just put some things down, you know. You, of course you find out who you are in Christ as our roots grow into Him, and we find out that we are the righteousness of God in Christ, that He has sanctified us. Sanctified means He made us holy. And then you find out that He empowered us Not only did he sanctify us, but he has empowered us to live holy. And then you find out that in Christ, there's not guilt and condemnation. So even as we're growing in this Christian walk, uh, you know, as we grow into it, 
We're not perfect, but as we're growing, we don't have the guilt and condemnation. We don't beat ourselves up, and we don't think uh, of ourselves contrary to what the Bible says. It's the kingdom of heaven, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. So good that He cleansed us of all sin. He seated us in heavenly places. He made us righteous without guilt and condemnation. That's, and, and your roots begin growing into that and your identity crisis is over and then you start looking at Him, Jesus, and He becomes your hero. And then you see things about Jesus that He came to earth. He laid all that glory down in heaven and He humbled Himself. You see how humble He was. You see how He served. You see how He laid His life down uh, for somebody. And then you think, I, I can do that. I can humble my... I can walk in humility. I can lay my life down. I can serve. And He becomes your hero. Not Arnold, John Travolta, or Rocky. Jesus is my hero now. <laughs> So and then the the last thing Hey Arnold, did you hear about Jesus? He's my hero. Who's this Jesus? Arnold, he's everything. But I I I lift weights. No, anyway, I'll stop. Okay. So <laughs> So so anyway, the fifth thing is um, how, how to let your roots grow down. So how, how do you let your roots grow down? And this is where we'll end today. And we've talked about this before. You read and feed. You read and feed on God's Word, especially who you are in Christ. So if you have limited time, use your time on who you are in Christ. If you can have a reading program, I like reading from the Old Testament and the New Testament, but if I have limited time, it's always good to always meditate and feed on who you are in Christ. So you read and feed and then have an intimacy with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And then this last one is do the Word. You know, so, uh, and here's a scripture about doing the Word. It says, but the one who peers into the perfect law of liberty and fixes his attention there and does not become a forgetful listener, but one who lives it out, he will be blessed in what he does. And so you notice there that uh, hearing the word, and then one of the best ways not to forget the word is to do it. Okay, so doing the word has something to do. You hear it, you feed on it, you meditate on it, but you do it. That has something to do with your roots growing down, and it has something to do with maturity and growth. Father, I thank you today for everyone that's here, Lord. Thank you, Father, that... Uh, that we're planted in you. Father, in the event that there's somebody with us today and they are in the category that I was in, I heard about Jesus. I even went to church. I thought I was doing good things, but I wasn't born again. I wasn't in the kingdom of God. Father, I pray that you minister to any person in this room today that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord and that they would not leave here today without confessing Him as Lord. Heavenly Father, make it clear that it's not our good works, it isn't church membership, 
It isn't being born into a Christian family. It isn't doing nice things for people that causes us to go to heaven. But it is confessing Jesus as Lord and believing God raised uh, Him from the dead that brings us into salvation. Thank you, Lord, for making that clear to every person here in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. We're always encouraged to hear how God is using this ministry to change lives. If you have a story you would like to share about how God is working in your life, please let us know and send us an email at church at If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at rhema.org.au.